Welcome to Disruption Blueprint with Shannon Spotswood from RFG Advisory. In this podcast, we help advisors grow their net worth, build their businesses, and maximize their independence. We've built an award-winning platform with innovative technology, comprehensive service, and a team of individuals who are experts in their field to serve advisors. Join us for this journey where we explore everything that has to do with running an independent advisor practice as we bring together successful advisors, industry experts, and innovative minds who are on the bleeding edge to challenge the status quo, foster new ideas, and create a path for advisors to unleash their growth potential. Now, on to the show. Welcome to another episode of Disruption Blueprint. This one I am so fired up about. I've been wanting to have this conversation for a long time. We are joined in studio today by Wes Miller. Welcome. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. We're both here in Birmingham, so it's taken us a hot minute to get in the studio, but the message that we're going to talk about today is not only topical and timely, I think it's hugely important. So Wes, you have basically taken that journey from building a wealth management practice inside an insurance channel, insurance chassis, all the way to independence. Yes. And you've done it with just tremendous success in a very short period of time. So a little more than two years since you made the, the great leap to independence. In that time, you've experienced Forex growth. That's correct. On the back of really focusing on the client experience, being able to optimize the day-to-day of your practice, and being able to concentrate on really building a firm of increasing enterprise value and enduring legacy. So it's a hugely, I mean, inspirational story. So walk us through. Yeah, so I think for us and being in that insurance uh, channel, insurance is a fundamental building block of any uh, financial plan. But, you know, where we found we were lacking a little bit is option, really optionality and capabilities for the total financial plan, uh, not only from a planning perspective, but also uh, investment capabilities and just really being able to service those clients at the highest level. Um, so we knew we had to go somewhere. Uh, we were always really geared more towards independence. We wanted, uh, we kind of had that entrepreneurial spirit between uh, me and, and Casey Marshall, who's you know my partner as well at Willow uh, Private Wealth here. Uh, we wanted to be able to be, um, have our own brand, have our own identity around our planning, and really coming over to this independent channel allowed us to have those uh, optionality as far as investment selection and planning software and really be able to cater to our clients the way we felt like they needed and deserved. One of the biggest obstacles, in particular, leaving the insurance world and going fully independent is fear. Yes. Talk to us about your transition. So I think it's a great question. It's a great point. Um, I think it's scary anytime any of us move on from something that we've done for a long time. And I think some of that fear uh, could be around you're used to doing something and the good part about that insurance channel is that you're always uh, trying to go after more clients, right? And you're trying to build on uh, the book that you have. And you get used to renewals coming in. And you kind of get used to that system that you've been uh, ingrained into your brain almost. Uh, but I think 
if we really look at it, at least for us, uh, we didn't want to think too short-sighted. Because um, I think if you're just getting that every day, I'm just trying to do the blocking and tackling, then you miss out of what really could be the bigger picture here. And so what we found is, well, if we're just focusing on a few pieces to help clients on, we may miss out on not only bigger clients that we could help service, but also opportunities in the clients we already have. And in some cases, if you're only focusing on just those uh, blocking and tackling pieces, you may never even get the opportunity with those clients. So I think there is some initial fear because you might be moving into something that you're uncomfortable with. But once you do that and you look beyond, then the picture is just so much brighter. You can offer more solutions for clients. And it's a little funny thing happens is that clients start going, wow, you can do all of this for me. Now this independent channel, you know, we've got, we're backed by a brand. Everything looks really good and professional. It supports the, the planning process. And once they have that optimum experience, they're going to go and tell all their friends and family about us. So you have it kind of explodes this organic growth that we had no idea that we would have walked into. We kind of had a, a, an idea, I guess, but we had no idea it would be 4X in two and a half years. Right, <laughs> so. and accelerating. And accelerating, and it's just not slowing down. Uh, now we're trying to focus on, like, well, how do we keep that growth going and, you know, hire more to... to now you're bring, building the infrastructure we're, we're of your building, team. Yes, exactly. We're, we're, we're keeping uh, that momentum going and building to add on to that. And what is so, I think, powerful about your organic growth story in particular is that it's not uncommon. Like, yeah. we see this time and time again, especially, especially from advisors who have built a wealth management business on that insurance channel. Yeah. Like, the thing, you know, as I say this to you guys all the time... The thing that you all are exceptionally good at is sales. Right. You're great hunters. You're yes. great at building those relationships. And so when you uncork on the other side and you have a deep bench of services that is wrapping around you to optimize the day-to-day, -to, -day, to remove the friction, to give you both the team, the talent, and the tech to focus on what you do best, it's like th there's no limit right. to what you're able to build and grow. Yeah, if you can match the work ethic that it takes to be successful in the insurance business. And that's not to say that you, you can't in another chassis, you know, uh, it's not similar. Uh, I think you, you, everybody has to work hard to be successful here, but in that insurance space, you get used to that rhythm of, you know, going out there and uh, that sales process. So once you already have that down, you know, going over here, we have more options for clients. The experience is built around more than just a product sale. Then they're naturally going to not only feel uh, more heard and have a better experience in their planning, but they're going to feel like they they truly have the best plan for them. And I think that shift in mindset, not only from us as advisors, but from the client perspective, really helps drive for that growth. Um, because this unlocks, it's almost like you walk into a much grander room all of a sudden, and there's this more capabilities for everything. And I think that's noticed pretty much immediately. How long, because everybody wants the, the answer to how long did the transition take? Yeah, I think for us, um, and it matters which team or which independent channel you go to, uh, quite frankly, um, the transition for us was about as streamlined and smooth as it 
possibly could be. If it, it was like 100 out of 100, it basically was, which is amazing. So I think for us, uh, almost our entire book was over within the first couple months. And then we had, you always have a couple of stragglers, but we basically brought over everybody. Um, we really didn't have anybody who chose not to come over. But I think execution of that is a big deal, right? It's one thing to go from a trusted you know, brand and you know, insurance companies are very good about having that. You know, we've been around since 18 whatever. And having that, uh, that brand recognition and going from you know, our own independent brand, uh, which A, looked really good. It backed up what we wanted to um, you know, structure from a planning standpoint. We were already doing that over there. They already, clients already felt that. But just having that cohesive look and feel to it, um, is one thing. That's the first part of it. The second part is execution. Can you now deliver in that transition process, which backs up, you know, trust and saying, wow, this really is a professional, you know, look and feel to this now new independent uh, channel business that we've launched. How, you know, cause you, you design, we built just a killer brand. Yes. How big of a game changer do you think that is as you build Willow for the future to be able to declaratively stand out there with what is really a a very sexy story and a sexy brand. And it looks different than most advisors. Yeah. I think, I think it's massive. First from the transition, I think the comments were like, Oh yeah, it's nice. We, we like it. We love the colors, the look and you know, we have a video on there, which I think is important as well. Kind of how we came up with a name and a little bit about what we, we want to do. But now it's almost clients take on that brand. They say, Oh, have you seen uh, the Willow private wealth guys? You know, here's their website. You know, they're now proud of that as well. So from a client perspective, I think it added some credibility uh, once they felt the experience and saw uh, how we were able to execute um, just throughout these couple of years. But now they see it as something bigger than just, oh, we just went out and created our own little shop here. Um, But looking forward, now we have this this brand and we're looking five, seven, 10 years later with growth. Maybe it's adding on junior advisors. Maybe it's increasing uh, that brand recognition. Maybe it's offices in other areas of the state or in the country even. And so I think that's another jumping off point that, you know, we kind of had in the back of our mind, but now we're realizing as we're planning out even bigger and bigger uh, strategies for our team. So RFG, um, little self-promotion here, is a platform for independent advisors. You know, the terminology is supported independence. We deliver all of the the wraparound services from technology and branding and marketing and compliance, investment management, coaching, operational support. You know, we talked about capital strategies and, and growth strategies. Do you feel like, what is your definition as you're talking to someone who really only knows the insurance world, what does the term supported independence mean to you? And how would you frame that up to an advisor trying to wrap their brain around, all right, we got these aggregators, staking firms, taking a minority and majority stake. We have these integrators, a W-2 model, and then you have this true supported independence, which is what RFG believes in. How would you describe that to another advisor? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the way I would describe that is um, in some of those other models, uh, 
the definition of true ownership is is of question in, in some of those, right? Is I'm always probably one that says, okay, really, what what is the pitch here? Uh, and trying to look under the hood. And I think depending on where you end up or what that contract states in some of those other channels, you know, you may not really have full ownership or there may be some, you know, added on, well, we got to be here for X years, or maybe the, the company still owns a piece of contacts or whatever it is. So I think the difference in this channel is you own it outright. I mean, and that's so huge. That was the, one of the, probably the biggest, uh, you know, piece of our decision to, to come on board. The other side of that is that supportive role. You're only as good as, in my opinion, what your support staff can do. And I think the, one of the big game changers for us early was the execution of the transition and then the help that you get internally. Um, you know, RFG has done a tremendous job uh, helping us in, in that growth period. We couldn't have done it with, without that support. So we're big proponents of, you know, this isn't just a shop that just kind of tells you, oh, we got these pieces and then you're on an island. Um, I would tell them, hey, if you really have a team that supports you and partners who are coming to you saying, hey, what do you need to be successful? You know, you have people that you can call um, and the execution of it is at a really high level. Then that gives you the ability to go serve clients at the uh, highest level. I remember one of our first planning sessions sitting down with you and Casey and Casey's like a scratch golfer and a phenomenal networker. And I basically challenged him to pull out his calendar and said, how many days are you going to spend on the golf course? Do you remember that yeah, conversation? Yes. Do you remember how <laughs> uncomfortable he was? He yeah, was like, he squirmed a little bit and then was like, well, yeah, maybe I need to do this. He's like, wait, yeah. you're telling me I have to go play golf? You're right. Yeah, it was, it was a unique question because, again, we came from this world of like, hey, go grind it out in the office, like, you know, find cold call, do whatever it takes to get in front of people. Um, you know, from a different perspective. Yeah. And it's amazing that it was like the second you all like shifted your energy and had agency over your time to really leverage it to its highest extent, like get out of the trench, get out of non-revenue generating activities, like get all of your time or at least the majority of your time directed at creating that enterprise value of your firm, which is driven by retention of clients. So how great is that experience for your clients and your ability to prospect and grow? Right. It was like the lights, you know, it was like (laughs) the light switch went on. Yes. Yeah. I think, uh, that was a huge uh, transition for us. And again, you kind of get on this rat race, you know, from that insurance channel. And sometimes we can think too, or see too closely, you know, you just get in, you're worried about, you know, keeping meetings and these kind of things, which is important. But it's almost one of those things, you slow down the speed up. Yeah. It's like once you take a step back, you analyze really what makes a difference here uh, from clients in our practice. And then just the same as we say for our partners in executing is on us to execute that side. So I think for us, it was, you know, we went ahead in, in that first transition period. Um, you know, we do advisor portfolio management. We did a lot of work to get that going. But it's just even analyzing uh, in-house third-party managers and um, other access to uh, fund companies, whether it's alternatives, whatever that we get here, how does that help our clients uh, plan from a much more strategic point of view? 
and then execute for them. And once they saw that and we kind of did the front end work, we had time to spend time with them outside of this and then also enjoy them as people. So it's like not only can we kill it for them in their portfolio and their plan, but let's go and have some fun and enjoy them as people, get to know them, get to know us a little bit more. And that's when you have those natural introductions for Casey, it was golf, right? And everybody loves a uh, scratch golfer on their, you know, foursome, basically in a tournament setting, right? Uh, Don't put me on that, by the way. I'm not on that (laughs) list. But it did allow us to pick and choose certain spots to say, you know what? Let me take a step back here. Let me take some people to lunch and just say, hey, thank you uh, for being a client. Enjoy time with them. And then naturally, they'll... They may say, hey, you know who I thought of the other day? This person. Maybe we can get in front of them, and I think they would really value from y'all's planning. It's, you know, I say this, and I share this all the time, but there is this kind of once you see it, you never unsee it study by Accenture where they asked clients what do they value in their mm. in their financial advisor. And if, you know, all of us sitting in the industry would answer that question, like I generated, you know, X X number of hundreds of basis points of alpha over the benchmark, or, you know, I hit the perfect portfolio construction based on their risk appetite or their financial plan, or, you know, we would answer in a very technical way. This is what the top three um, answers from clients about why. I probably know this, but I want to hear it. Yeah. Why do I, you know, what, what do I value in my financial advisor? Number one, do they get me? Mm. Number two, do they share my values? And right. number three, to your point, do I want to spend time with them outside the office? Right. So it's like uncorking that independence and that entrepreneurial spirit allows you to really check the box on one, two, and three. That's right. Well, and it, it, I think that's really what it is. Is like you now have the ability to think beyond just that run-of-the-mill business uh just as far as like i gotta go you know sell another product i gotta go you know do whatever right just as far as that you know smaller area to look a little bit larger and say really what do we do for you let's define that number one let's deliver that as best we can and then let's spend time together you know i think this is the most intimate kind of personalized relationship uh, that you could be. I always say besides, you know, faith and family, this is the most important thing. So if you don't understand your client and they don't know who we are, then it's not going to be the best plan or relationship. And so being intentional with that really matters. So over two years um, that you've been on the good side, um, what has surprised you about being an entrepreneur? Um, I don't know if I've been surprised as much. At, well, I would say it surprised me a little bit. I think we thought we would have success coming over um, and doing that. I think where we are now, we wouldn't even imagined, uh, you know, if you had told us this, we would have signed immediately uh, to be 4X where we are. Um, so I think that was more surprising. Um, but you know, I think we were so ready to just have the full capabilities to plan for our clients. And again, I, I like what we talked about earlier when you're saying, um, you know, we would probably say we want to deliver something technical. And, you know, we're always striving for per- perfection. We never get it. But the fact that we can get, I believe, close to it uh, to deliver that and customize it for clients and also have the relationship side and the time to drive that, 
I think that's really what has surprised me the most is like, wow, we can really have all of it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, last question, because I always think this is such a telling sign. Has your wife or would your wife say there was a Wes pre and a a different Wes post independence? Um, Don't ask her this question, by the way, (laughs) because you'll probably get some uh, real answers. Uh, Yes, I think that would be the answer. Um, You know, anytime you start out in this business, uh, it's incredibly difficult. And I think it puts strain on a lot of uh, areas of your life. Uh, You have to be committed. And so that was really hard in that first uh, little bit. You don't get any, you don't make any money uh, unless you're bringing on clients, um, which is, you know, the same way here. But the, uh, or any, you know, channel in the financial world, there's some that may pay you some up front, but we didn't have that route. So going over here and just having the freedom, um, and part of that freedom is just by the nature of uh, owning your own business and that you're not worried about having to go make a new sale, right? You can focus on doing the best work for your clients and building naturally or organically. Uh, so how that pl- plays out to West today is, you know, I think you're much more relaxed, right? We get to enjoy our time more. I told, I've told her the, uh, not that long ago, I don't, um, I'm never frustrated or worried going into work on Monday. I love it. Like, we have the most fun job in the world. I get to talk to people that I love and uh, get to care for, and that's very honoring. And it's all people we like and enjoy. So we have the best job in the world. Like, I get excited to come in on Monday um, and and go do this job uh, with, with the folks that we care for. It's amazing. I mean, that's a wrap. That was awesome. Thank yes, you so thank much, you. Wes. Was it was awesome. great being with you. Thank you for listening to the Disruption Blueprint podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.rfgadvisory.com or schedule a call on our advisor resources page. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific training strategy. Information here may be provided, in part, by third-party sources. These sources are generally deemed to be reliable. However, neither our guests nor RFG Advisory guarantee the accuracy of third-party sources. The views expressed here are those of our guest. They do not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, its employees, or its clients. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor. Private client services and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place. RFG Advisory is an SEC-registered investment advisor.
SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of RFG by the Commission, nor does it indicate that RFG or any associated investment advisory representative has attained a particular level of skill or ability.